0: Try to solve your long-running relationship issues yes. in 10 minutes or less. We stuck the landing, Steve. We oh, did it.
1: man. feel like Dominique Dawes.
0: Well, I think it's just we beat the heck out of each other on Wrong and Wronger. We're finally on the same <laughs> wavelength. That was
1: easily the best Wrong and Wronger of all time.
0: <laughs> oh, and no one will ever hear it. But that's huh? okay, because people actually listen to this other podcast, so I've got a great question for them. Yeah, all right, here's you? one a listener sends in. All right, says, I love my mom and would like to never see my dad. I am not 14 yet. Oh, actually, you know what? I should probably start over. I I cut out some because he spends the first part of it complimenting us. And
1: uh... (laughs) (laughs) yeah, let's leave that to the wayside.
0: All right. Let me just see. There's something about a divorce in here at some point. Okay, here we go. Anyways, to the point. My parents got divorced when I was like seven or six. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, I love my mom and would like to never see my dad. I am not 14 yet. And I think that's the basic age. Uh, you have to be to have any say in your schedule. I think I can get special circumstances because I'm scared to death of him, but that's beside the point. What can I do to stop me from screaming into a pillow when I have to go? Well, Steve, you have a lot of people hating you. This is probably right up your alley. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm almost on the receiving end. No yes.
0: Idea. All right. So what, what sort of advice do you have for us on this one?
1: All right. So let me just back up and say the age of 14 that the writer – does the writer say it's a boy or a girl?
0: Uh, they do not.
1: Okay. Uh, Actually, given the tone, I don't have an opinion one way or the other, so the writers, when the writer says I'm not 14 yet, the, the reason is what the courts use is called the rule of seven. So before the age of seven, the kid has zero say whatsoever. That's based on the parents from age seven to age 14. Kids can say what they think and it gets taken into account, but ultimately the parents have the the uh, final say. And then from 14 and above, the courts pay a lot of attention to the kid's point of view. So that's the rule of sevens. Age zero, age seven, and age 14 are kind of milestones. And uh, once the kid, or the letter writer here, uh, referred to affectionately from here forth as the kid... Whenever the kid hits 14, they can do something, but it's still going to fall upon whatever the parental custodial agreement is. And if the dad wants to push it and say, I don't care if you're 14 or 16 or 17, the court says until you're 18, I get you every other weekend and on Wednesdays or whatever the arrangement is. Ultimately, it does come down to that parenting plan. Now, if your parents were sensible... What they would do is pay attention to how you were reacting to both of these and not put you through the strain of going to one parent's house or the other. Having said that, I'm kind of building my case here, James. The reason that it's set up this way is because kids don't see all of the players on the field. Like there's a lot that goes on at the parent level that kids aren't aware of. Uh, There may have been, and I'm not saying this happened in this case, but the reason that the parents and the court makes this decision instead of the kids is because there might be financial issues, there may have been infidelity, there may have been some abuse behind the scenes. Like, the kid really doesn't know, and what kids end up doing, typically, is the opposite of what's happening here, and I'll just mention it and then come back to the question. What kids end up doing is, the parent who leaves, uh, the kid sort of looks at them like they hung the moon, because they're not around anymore, and the kid sort of identifies idealizes the memory of that parent, whereas the parent who's still here, who ends up scrubbing floors every night to be able to afford the mortgage, that parent now becomes the villain because they're constantly in the kid's space and the kid kind of takes all that angst out on the uh, remaining parent. But having said all of that, how do I keep from screaming into a pillow? Uh, This is my main advice to people who have a definite end point to whatever they're struggling with. And that is, and I may have even brought it up on this show a couple of times, but think of this as a shot clock that will tick down to zero at some point. And at 14, you can have a say. You can talk to the judge. You can talk to your parents. Like There are different options you have at 14. And the, the fact that you said, I'm not 14 yet, sort of implies that you're leaning on 14. You might be 12 and a half or about to turn 13. And just think of it as I have, let's say you go to your dad's house every other weekend and you have one year to go. I have 26 more visits and all I got to do is survive 26 more visits and then we're going to reconjigger all of this. Or then maybe mom will stand up for me more. Maybe then I can sit down and have a talk with dad about this. Whatever the case is, take that as a shot clock and just start Xing off from 26 down to zero. And uh, the time when you're 14 seems like it takes forever. But uh, when you're my age, you realize that one year will fly by. Get involved in everything you can at school so you have reasons to not be at your dad's house even when he has you. So if you have soccer practice or you have dance class or something that you can get involved with, just stay gone as much as you can. A lot of kids in really bad situations at home, they just stay gone. They live over at a friend's house. They eat supper over there a lot or they get involved in a school play or in the band or something where they just stay out of it as much as possible while all the time, just hear that drip, drip, drip right down to zero where you're now 14 and you have some options. That's the best advice I can give, James. It's an untenable situation when you're a kid because you have no power, but you can look at it as there is a light at the end of this tunnel, and I'm just going to put my head down and drive forward till I hit it.
0: Yeah, and again, this is another case where we we don't know from the outside looking and what all the what all the particulars are. You took that in a very different direction than what I expected, Steve. I I can sometimes predict where you're going to go, but that time huh. you you told, I don't know. I th- I just thought you were going to do the whole the dad is the bad guy thing. Get out of there. Uh, but I guess we really have no way that we have no way to know. I will say this though. I mean, you you mentioned and kind of blow past the fact that you being the the letter writer, you say he scares me, but that's beside the point. Like I I don't know what that means. Does that mean he creates a vague sense of unease? On you, or like he's literally like you know Jason Voorhees. Like I have no idea where that falls on the spectrum, but obviously you always want to take your safety uh, very seriously. And if you have any like specific uh, concerns, you know, especially that can be documented or checked on by you know another authority figure, definitely bring those to the attention of uh, of people in power. Uh, But as Steve said, I mean this is a situation that's winding down. uh, That really, you know, as a kid in a legal system, there's not a whole lot you can do there, Um, you know, and unfortunately as podcast hosts we cannot overrule the courts I and mean, it's a common misconception that we have that kind of power but we we really just kind of talk to nobody it kind of scares me that actual like actual children somehow get to this podcast i don't know how that happened but props to you for finding it uh but i think I, I think that's some really good advice of just staying out of the house especially um you know he mentioned a lot of activities that are you know kind of sedentary you can also you've got sports too you know track cross country those kind of things cross country you'll spend half the day running around in the woods sure. i mean it's a, it's a a great, uh, a great sport. You could always just, (laughs) I mean, except for the part where you have to run, that part's kind of physical torture. But other than that, it's amazing. Uh, And, um, you know, definitely get a support group going. And I mean, not, not like literally a support group, but make sure you build up a, a group of, you know, friends and teachers and people you can kind of rely on and bounce ideas off of just to keep perspective and let people know that you're okay. Or if you're not okay or wherever you fall on the spectrum to let them know what you're going through, because even if it feels like you're alone, when you have to go to your dad's house, you're really not alone. All those other people who are, who are in your life, you're still there. They're still there, and you'll see them at extracurricular activities. You'll see them at sports, or you know, if you really are 12, you probably have your own cell phone that's nicer than mine already. So they're probably never more than a few <laughs> button clicks away. Uh, so hold on to that and uh, and stay in contact. And hopefully, um, hopefully, you can get through this safely and uh, with your mind intact. And hopefully, you don't scream any pillows apart. You know, worst comes to worst, get a get a get a higher quality pillow. I guess that was that's the greatest thing I did as an adult. I got one of those memory foam pillows, and it's been Ooh. amazing. Yeah, I don't feel like screaming into it once but that's not because of a parental custody issue that's just because i'm old and have a bad neck so that's a totally unrelated aside uh (laughs) any closing thoughts steve
1: yeah i'll just say again if your parents divorced when you were seven or six really all you know is what probably mom or dad told you about it and their point of view might be a little biased against the other one anyway kids get confused and angry and they don't know what to do with all of that so they they usually channel it toward one or the other parent And uh, dad might be a convenient bad guy. Dad might not be a good guy. I don't know. But I do know that this is why the adults make the decisions in these cases, because kids don't always have a, a full perspective of what's going on.
0: Yeah, so that's uh, something good to keep in mind. And Steve has certainly been through this many, many times—not personally, but professionally. So he, he he went through it so many times that he no longer works with kids because he just didn't want to deal with it anymore. He now deals with adults. So he is he is probably has more experience with this than uh, than, than anybody who I've ever met. Not that I know that many people. Well,
1: <laughs> even working with couples, like both have a different point of view, and usually it's mine is right and the other person's is wrong. And you get a kid in the middle of that, they don't know what to believe. They're both they want to believe their parents. And the parents are the ones who are supposed to tell them the truth, but the truth is kind of a squishy topic in these cases.
0: Yeah, this is, uh, everything is relative. You don't have an objective source of information, and sometimes there really is no truth. I mean, ultimately, you're never going to get, like, you know, actual video footage of what happened. You've just got to rely on their word and then ultimately just look out for yourself. Well, if you have a question you'd like us to solve in 10 minutes or less, you can send that question in to jamesbrakewell at explodingunicorn.com. Despite the title of the podcast, it does not have to be a marriage question. It can be like it was tonight night about custody. It can be between platonic co-workers, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you have, send it in and we will do our best to solve it in 10 minutes or less. This has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.